Welcome back to Brailcast Extra. Coming up this time, Jaws and Braille. A closer look, a session recorded on Tuesday, the 6th of July 2021, and introduced by Dave Williams. Good evening, and a very warm welcome to the Brailleist Foundation Tuesday Masterclass. I'm Dave Williams, Chair of the Brailleist Foundation, and it's a pleasure to have your company this evening. Tonight, we'll be exploring some of the common Braille issues that you may encounter when you start to use a Braille display with a screen reader. Matthew Horsball, who has a raft of experience with Braille technology and transcription, will be leading this one. Uh, And Matthew will be working with his Braille display and a very popular screen reader and really taking you through some of the gotchas, some of the things that really jump out as being problematic when you first start using a braille display with your screen reader. And I'm sure he'll be highlighting some of the benefits as well. Uh, Mr. Ben, uh, who is in this evening on moderation duties. So when we get through Matthew's uh, content uh, and it's time for questions, Ben will be asking you to uh, to raise your hand with your questions. Uh, good evening to you, Ben. Good evening. Good evening, Dave. Uh, the, the infamous voice of the moderator, uh, all, all the same uh, throughout all of these events. Um, really looking forward to this one, actually. I feel like Jaws Braille support, I've, I've sort of, I've used it on and off and it's always seemed quite powerful, but I, I feel like there's probably quite a bit of stuff I still don't know. And, and, and like you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to learning uh, you know, what are those 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 sort of common issues that people can uh, run into? And, you know, I'm sure some of them I'll know, but there's bound to be something. There always is something. There always is, oh, I there? didn't yeah. know that. Didn't know that. So without any further ado, we're going to turn it over to, uh, to Matthew, who I think is going to present for probably about half an hour, give or take. Uh, and then we will take your questions. Good evening, Matthew. Good evening, Dave. Good evening, Ben. And good evening, everybody in the room. It's wonderful to be back to present another masterclass. I quite enjoy presenting these masterclasses and uh, haven't actually done all that many of them. I'm normally on the other side of the microphone somewhere, so it's good to be here. Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of build-up uh, to this session, and I should probably uh, set some expectations before I go too much further. Um, the, the This is not a session for... Um, complete beginners. It's a session for nearly beginners, uh, but we do assume that you have a copy of JAWS and that you have a Braille display and that you've worked out the basics of how to get that Braille display plugged in. So we're not going to talk in this session about USB and Bluetooth and all of that sort of thing. Um, That was covered quite extensively in our Using Braille on Windows session, which you can refer back to on the media page and in the podcast if you want that information. So we'll assume the Braille display is plugged in. We're not necessarily going to assume the Braille display is set up. That's the first thing that we will cover just very quickly is how to actually um, set up a new Braille display for the first time. Uh, And we'll then uh, go on to choosing your Braille code and your Braille grade. So all this may be fairly uh, basic stuff for some people, but not for others. Then we'll go a little bit more technical and we'll talk about status cells. Um, Status cells are one of these things that many people turn off because they don't really see how they'll be useful. So we'll talk about how to turn them off if you want to turn them off. Um, But we'll also talk about actually what they do and why, in fact, you might want to leave those status cells on. We'll talk about how to reverse the panning buttons. We'll talk about panning by paragraph, which sounds very technical, but basically it's to stop you from having long line followed by short line, followed by long line, followed by short line on your display. And the final thing that we will talk about, um, but probably not dwell on as much as we should, because this really is tilting towards the very advanced uh, area, is the feature of JAWS called Braille In. And in particular, I do want to spend sort of five minutes or so talking about how to use modifier keys, how to use the Braille keyboard to type modifier keys, because it's something that is very powerful and not talked about a great deal. So let's start at the beginning. I'll just press a button that makes it so that you can hear my JAWS. And uh, we'll talk about adding a Braille display to JAWS. So you've got your Braille display. In this case, um, it's an Orbit reader. Uh, you've, um, <clears throat> you've unpacked it, you've plugged it into the computer, and now you're at the stage of having to get it to work with JAWS. On the Orbit reader, I should say it says HID Orbit. This is important. This is the mode that it wants to be in, not uh, HID Braille or Bluetooth or anything like that just says hid orbit on the display. You could run it in Bluetooth, but I'm not going to cover that today. 
You actually add Braille displays through the synthesizer and Braille manager. Uh, that can be found in the JAWS utilities menu. Uh, it can also be accessed through the Braille basic settings dialog. And that's the way I'm going to do it for this uh, session, uh, because there are other reasons why you might want to use the, the JAWS Braille basic settings dialog. So if I do an insert T to get the window title, JAWS professional. I can hear I'm in the JAWS professional window. Many people have JAWS in the system tray. If you've got JAWS in the system tray or you're not in the JAWS window, if you do an insert J to get back to the JAWS window and then either go to options in the menu or press Alt-O um, to menu. get there dot, 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 from the JAWS window. So you can hear I've gone into options. It says basics dot dot dot. And I'm now going to press L to go into the Braille options. L for Braille because B is for basics. So we need to do L for Braille. Leaving menus. Braille basic settings. The active Braille display is Brilliant I40X. Default Braille display. Brilliant I40X. Three of three. Alt plus D. Please forgive the sounds. I have a very complicated customized speech and sounds scheme and I have uh, forgotten or perhaps intentionally forgotten to turn this scheme off. So um, you heard a chime there that meant I was in a combo box and it's asking me what Braille display uh, I want. Uh, this will come back to later. For now, though, I'm going to press Alt and B to add a Braille display. Select components. Select the Braille components you want to add or modify. List 1. Focus not checked. 1 of 32. Okay, so... I'm in a list, and if I'd have gone through Synthesizer and Braille Manager, I'd have actually got to the same list eventually, and there's 32 Braille displays. There's quite a lot of Braille displays uh, in that list. You can up and down arrow. Backmate display not checked, 2 of 32. Braille light all models not checked, 3 of 30. Optilic Alpha BC6 not checked. And most of, of these are not checked, that's fine. You can also use first letter navigation in this list, so I'll press O. Orbit Reader 20 not checked, 18 and of 32. Orbit Reader 20 is not checked, so I want it to be checked because I want to use the Orbit Reader 20 with JAWS, so I'll check it with the space bar, uh, and the knock means checked, and I'll just press enter to go to the next dialog box. Set options for the Orbit Reader 20 display. This Braille display connects through a USB port or a Bluetooth serial port. Select the output port, USB 1 of 1, Alt plus okay. computer Braille. Um, <coughs> USB is actually the, the only option available here. Uh, if, if I had a Bluetooth stack, then Bluetooth would also appear in this list, but USB is fine. So I'll press enter again. Select the Braille display that you want to use each time you start JAWS. If the Braille display does not appear in the list, choose the back button and then select the one you want to use. Primary device, Brilliant i40X, 2 of 3, Alt plus P. Okay, so at the moment I'm driving JAWS with a Brilliant BI40X. I'll actually switch back to that at some point. But for now, I want to use the Orbit. So I'll just up and down arrow in this list until I find Orbit Reader 20, Orbit Reader 20 and press enter. JAWS synthesizer and Braille manager. You must restart JAWS for the changes to take effect. Okay. Okay, that's fine. I'll press enter. Braille basic um, settings. The active and I'm Braille back in this Braille basic settings dialog box. I think if I do an insert E, okay. yeah, so I can press enter again to get out of this uh, dialog box. This is a bit scary. I now need to restart JAWS. Um, it hasn't restarted by itself. Um, I'm going to restart JAWS. Now I'm going to do an Alt F4 to um, quit JAWS. Just ignore what it says about length of time selection. That's because of the recording. And um, I'll do go to run and type JAWS 2021 and press enter. JAWS participants 36. Arrow. Uh, yes, well, this is... <laughs> <laughs> of course, this is what was supposed to happen, and this is what didn't happen. What was supposed to happen was the Orbit Reader was supposed to come up. Of course, the Orbit Reader didn't come up. This is what happens when you do live demonstrations, isn't it? Let's unplug the Orbit Reader and plug it back in again and see if that makes it do clever things. No, it hasn't. Okay. Um, I won't dwell too much on this, but I will. Th this is real life. This happens to the best of us. I'll just go back into the Braille basic settings. Oh, okay. It hasn't. Okay. Uh, rookie mistake there. Um, having set the default Braille display in the synthesizer and Braille manager, I then needed to set it again in the Braille basic settings. Okay. Um, I'll change it to Orbit Reader 20. I'll quit JAWS again. And I'll restart JAWS and show that the Orbit Reader 20 really does work. Uh, I promise you it does. Won't it be embarrassing if it doesn't? JAWS, participants 36, length of... Okay. Uh, actually, it still hasn't, which is a bit embarrassing because I managed to make this work earlier on. Um, I'm not going to dwell on it at this point because there's other things that I want to cover 
um, in this session. But if this happens, there are various things you can try, including, as I just did, unplugging and plugging the Braille, the, the Braille display back in again. Uh, you might need to restart your computer. That can sometimes kick it into action. Just check that all of the settings are right and something eventually will click and it will just work. And uh, I'm sorry that it hasn't worked during this demonstration, but uh, we'll hopefully get it to work later on. What I actually want to do is switch back to the Brilliant. Um, so I'll do that by going up one Brilliant BI40X and pressing enter. And I'll try restarting JAWS again and just hope that the Brilliant talks at least, otherwise we really um, are in trouble. Um, yeah, so that's so that's worked. Um, it's just the orbit that's decided to be a little bit temperamental and not work. Okay. Well, we're back on track now anyway. Um, here I am back in JAWS with the, the Braille display working. And on the display, I'm in the JAWS window and I can see the version number. Uh, I can see the line of text that says JAWS version 2021. Point, uh, what does it say? Yeah, JAWS version 2021.2105.86 ILM. At the left-hand side of this line, because I'm on a 40-cell Braille display, I can see a whole combination of cells which don't actually mean an awful lot. If I actually look at these cells in more detail, um, I've got uh, dropped numbers. I've got 034 in dropped numbers P, S, and underneath 034 and P, I've got dots 7 and 8 showing. These are the status cells, and this is what I was saying people might want to turn off because they're a little bit annoying. However, before we talk about turning them off and what to do to turn them off, let's talk about why they're not perhaps as annoying as you might think. There are five of these status cells maximum. Some braille displays don't show all of these. Some braille displays show none of them. Some, some braille displays show all of them. Some show in the middle. If you've only got two or three status cells, it won't show the line number. It, will just, it, won't, it won't show the 034. It will just show the P and the S. If you've got four status cells, it will show 034P. And if you've got five, it will show everything. It will show 034PS. I think I've just given away the secret. The 034 is the line number on the screen. And if I pan uh, up, you know, um, it's showing the line number of the PC cursor, not the line number of the Braille cursor. Uh, so as I pan the Braille display, the line number isn't, isn't changing because I'm panning the Braille display without panning the cursor. But if I was in a Word document and I was to move the cursor up a line, that number would change to the line above or the line below. The the letter P next to 034 tells me that it's the PC cursor that is working. If I do a number pad minus, Jaws. first of all, I've got a flash message on, this, on the Braille display that says JAWS. But if I clear that flash message with a cursor routing key, I can now see 746JS. And if I up arrow... Um, it's when? actually when? When? still on 746JS, but... Um, it's the J that's important here. So um, the J says I'm on the JAWS cursor. PC. I'll press number plus to go back to PC. And then the S, the final status cell, um, is telling me what Braille mode I'm in. We won't talk too much about Braille mode here, but you can set the Braille mode to either be in line mode or in structured mode or in speech history mode or in attribute mode. By default, it's in structured mode, and that's by and large where you might want it to be left. But if you wanted it to work more like a traditional Braille note taker where the Braille display just echoed back everything that was spoken, you might want to put it into speech history mode or something along those lines, and that final status cell just tells you what mode you're in. The dots 7 and 8 underneath are also quite important. Um, and actually, I find dots 7 and 8 more useful than anything else on these status cells put together. Dots 7 and 8 show the state of panning, if you like. So um, the way it is at the moment, the S has not got dots 7 and 8 under it. That, that, that's because the Braille display is not showing the entire line. And what that means is if I pan right a bit more, I can see the remainder of the line and the S now has dots seven and eight underneath it to show that it's um, th that we've now got the whole line. 
the zero of zero three four now has its dot seven and eight removed. So the 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 missing dot seven and eight has jumped from the rightmost end of the status cells to the leftmost end of the status cells, and this means that if I was to pan left, there's content for me to see. So it's a very easy way of being able to tell whereabouts I am on the line. Am I at the start of the line, the middle of the line, the end of the line, and how much further have I got to go? Am I am I so far at the end of the line that actually, you know, um, I, I don't need to pan anymore? Or have I got to worry about panning? And sometimes this can be really annoying. If somebody's put a space at the end of a line, you'll you'll think, hang on, I've got the, the entire line on the screen. Why do I need to pan? It's because that one space has tripped up the status cells. But by and large, if the document's typed nicely, this can be a real useful feature. And I do tend to keep them on. The final thing to say about status cells before I finally tell you how to turn them off if you just don't want them, if you just want all of the 40 cells for text, is that the status cells by default will show you um, the the type of control that is in focus. If you're going through a dialog box, um, it will tell you, for example, BTN for button. Um, it will show um, uh, LBX for list box. Um, and so on and so on. Okay, so let's go into settings center. We can do this with insert six. We can do it by insert F2 or, or whatever combination we want. But let's go into settings center. JAWS window, JAWS settings center, search box. Control okay, plus e. and I'll do this in the default file. I'll do control shift D. JAWS settings center, default all applications. And I'll tab once to the tree view User closed. and go down to Braille, Braille closed. and right arrow Braille. to open it and then go down to advanced, One. advanced. Closed. and Six. right arrow to open it. And I'll keep down arrowing through this list. Two. Placement of status cells left. One of three. Advanced Braille. Okay. If you want to turn status cells off or if you want to put them at the right hand end of the display, that's how you do it. If we press the space bar at this point right. Two of three. on the right or none. Three of three. none. If you actually just don't want these status cells at all, set it to none and you're fine and dandy, the status cells will go away and all 40 cells of the Braille display will be used for text. I actually have this set this way in Notepad. In every other application, I have status cells turned on. In Notepad, I turn them off. And the reason for that is because I also have Notepad set to computer Braille, and that then uh, allows me to read BRF files with all 40 cells of the Braille display mapping to all 40 characters of the of the display of the BRF line but for this I will set it back to left left one of three and just very quickly if we close out of this one advanced closed Zero. and we go back braille up open. to braille and then I'll, I'm just going to show um, Camera, close. Braille I'm going to go to I think it's in braille marking braille marking close dot pattern values close attribute rotation one cursor no it's not Flat. Structured mode. Sorry, it's in structured mode. I beg your pardon. If we go to structured Stru mode, two, include optional components closed, and one, then to include optional include, components, three, type on and status cells, one of seven, and this optional components. If if for some reason you always want the status cells to show the line number, so you never want the status cells to show uh, BTN for button or LBX for list box or anything like that. If you always want the status cells to be status cells, you can toggle this so you could set it to off, one of off which I wouldn't recommend. Or on, two or three. on, and if you have it on but not on in status cells, then BTN will move from the status cells and will move into the main body of the text. Um, so that will take up much more space on your Braille display. I don't recommend it, but there might be genuine reasons why you need to do that, and it's good that the option is there. At this point, I'm going to break for questions and uh because i've lost my place in my uh in my outline actually so while i go and find my place in my outline ben's going to tell you how to raise hands and then i'll answer a couple of questions and then i'll carry on thank you for that matthew uh, great session so far very informative as per usual if you have a question please raise your hand and there are a couple of different ways you can do that we've already got a couple of hands raised uh, if you are on windows you can press alt y if you're on a mac you can press option y if you're dialing in on a telephone you can press star and nine or if you are using the Zoom app on an iDevice or an Android device or similar, press the more button, which is 
represented visually by three small dots on the bottom right of your screen and then press the raise hand button. Uh, so Matthew, you've got uh, about three hands. Um, we're going to come to Teresa first and then I'm going to give, uh, I'll, I'll let you decide how many we go to before we move on, but I'm sure there'll be an opportunity to get all of your questions answered. Okay, we'll uh, keep going until about session. eight o'clock probably. Okay, so then, we're going to um... come we're going to come to Teresa first and then Koal uh, after Teresa. But uh, Teresa, you are good to go. Okay. Um, hello. Um, I uh, have a focus uh, braille display. I am, I am using it uh, with the jaws. And um, I do use uh, the status cell. And I would like to uh, to know a bit more um, about the numbers. Um, you know the the numbers that appear and how they actually work because I didn't understand it very well. Um, as far as I can see, a part of it has to do with the line number, right? Um, is that the um, two second numbers? I mean, I have one, two, three, four, four, um, four characters in that um, status cell. So I would like again to understand this um, this part of it. So the the first three cells are always if you've got four status cells, the first three cells are always the line number. If the line number is less than three cells, it'll be padded out with zeros. So if you're on line 42, that mm -hmm. line number will show on the Braille display as 042 until you get to 100 and then it will be, you know, 100101 and so on. Um, and how the line number is calculated is a bit of a mystery. If you're just randomly, you know, on the computer, just, you know, in a program window or something, it's probably not quite accurate to, to call it the line number. I've simplified it a little bit. It's actually the the pixel location, the x-axis pixel location on the screen. Um, so it's probably also not very relevant uh, in that sort of application. But if you're in, say, a Microsoft Word document or on a web page, then it will grab the line number from the document. And so it will actually show that the first line of the document will be 001, 002, 003, and so on, based on the the lines of the document or the lines of the web page. Okay, so right now I have a, a 508. Yes, so that's, that's telling you that you're on, well, line 508, but line 508 but i suspect your uh, whereabouts are you at the moment you're probably in a window somewhere so it's probably just showing that the you're on the 508th pixel down from the top of the screen which may not be terribly useful but if you were in a word document that line number would actually reflect that you're on line 508 of the document Thanks for that, Teresa, and uh, definitely come back in if you have any other questions. We're going to go to Koal next, and after Koal, we're going to go to Lyle. Uh, hey, Koal, you're unmuted. Oh, hi. Um, I had a job interview today, and um, I was using um, JAWS and a focus Braille display, although I was answering all the questions using Braille only because I didn't want to use a speech because, you know, when people speak to you, then the speech kind yeah, of interrupts it's everything. isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I had to read as fast as possible using my Braille display whilst making sense. So you get the picture. And um, each time I got to a new line or something, sometimes the Braille display would either freeze and then not refresh itself, and then I'd have to go down the line with my speech to get it all back on track again. And can you tell me why that would happen, please? So it sounds like the Braille cursor is panning around the window rather than panning around the document. So it sounds like the Braille cursor has dropped onto like the status bar or something at the bottom of the window. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was reading by paragraph, which sometimes can fix that problem. Um, sometimes it can't. Um, and the... the 
it's I think at that point about judicious use of the braille display keys there'll be a key on the focus display and I can't remember what that key is that will simulate the down arrow key um there's certainly a key on the on the brilliant that will do that and um it's a good idea to sort of know about exactly how to pan through a long document like that but yeah it I think reading by paragraph will fix that and we'll come on to that a bit later on and and just the braille cursor's just got a bit out of control that's great thank you very much and and I've put something in the chat so you can have a look at that whenever you like thank you Definitely. Thank you for that. Great question and uh, many uh, best uh, best of luck with the uh, job interview. Uh, very exciting. Uh, we're going to come to Lyle next. And after Lyle, we're going to come to James Bowden, who I believe has uh, a comment on uh, one of the previous questions. Uh, Lyle, you are unmuted. Hey, great job. And I... I'm in John from, the, from that. Can I turn on the status cell from a Braille display? Yeah, so it depends which Braille display you've got. Um, interestingly, I tried. I, I, I ran this experiment on the Orbit Reader earlier on, and I couldn't get status cells to work. Which, sorry, you were going to say which display you've got? I think. Uh, I I have uh, a uh, Polaris Braille display. And I, I want to know if I if can I turn on temporarily. Yeah. So, for example, if I if I'm working with world, I want uh, that my my line numbers uh, will be yes, shown. Yes. I see. So it's a temporary. Yes, I see what you're asking. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a JAWS keystroke that will just sort of toggle status cells on and off. There might be. I'm not actually very familiar with Braille keystrokes. I tend to do it all through the menus. But the setting can is... Can I assign this? Can you... Which, sorry? Can I assign this? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know is the honest answer. Okay. But what I can tell you is that the setting is saved. I, I was playing around with the default file, but you can save the setting on a per application basis. So if you went into Settings Center while you were in Word and had the Word JCF file open and toggled status cells on and off, um, that would only affect Word. So you could have them turned off in the default file and then explicitly turn them on in Microsoft Word, and that would do, I think, what you want it to do. Thank you for that, and uh, sorry for chiving people along a little bit here. We've actually got a, a couple of hands raised. So in a uh, slight change of ordering, we're going to come to a question from the phone number ending in 596. That's 596 first, and then we'll finish off this uh, section of participation with a comment from James. I'll just give the phone number ending in 596. A moment or so to unmute, which you've already done. Great, you are good to go. I'm gonna make a, a quick comment. I believe the key, the key on the focus to go up and down by your up and down arrows on the focus display could be the rocker bars. I have the older model. I don't have the latest model, but I believe the rocker bars might get you to uh, go up and down by your arrow keys. That's very helpful. Thank you very much for that comment, sir. You're welcome. And uh, finishing things off with a comment from James Bowden. Uh, James, you are now unmuted. Thank you. So yes, two comments. Um, Kyle, um, the, there is a key which will announce the line number with speech. And if you press that, it also goes on the Braille display. It's insert and delete. Um, just make sure you don't do Alt-Control-Delete, but it's insert and delete, and it will tell you the line number in a message. Um, as Matthew said, I don't know if there's a, a keystroke to actually toggle the status cells on the Braille display, but if that's helpful, use that one. And the other comment I was going to say, Matthew, I absolutely sympathise with your frustration about getting a Braille display to work in JAWS. We've all had this problem, and sometimes there is a trick in the order that you do three things. One, turn the braille display to the correct mode. Two, start JAWS. 
and three plug the thing in now permutations of those three things make sure the braille display is in the right mode start the screen reader and plug the braille display in can make things work or stop things working so find an order that works and then go with it so you might find it's turn the braille display to the right mode plug it in and start jaws in that order or it might be start jaws put the braille display to the right mode and then plug it in you know wh whichever way around works um the other thing i was going to say particularly for the orbit reader is if you unplug it it will return to its standalone mode. So if you plug it in again, you have to put it to the correct mode again. Would you believe I think I forgot to do that? <laughs> so that's probably why it didn't work the second time round, isn't it? Oh dear. Well, yes. I mean, thanks for um, thanks for that um, for for giving some tips on the order of things and also um, just confirming that I'm not going completely mad. And yes, we all do Definitely have these. Not. <laughs> we all do have these problems. And uh, people did say to me before I started, are you sure you're not going to record this in case anything goes wrong? And I said, no, nothing will possibly go wrong. And uh, of, of course it did. I just wanted to check that keystroke. I, I never thought about using that um, that keystroke, but I think it might be Alt-Delete rather than Insert-Delete. Uh, it's Insert-Delete on, on the laptop, certainly. I don't know if it's uh, uh, okay. different on a... I'm using Desktop Layout. It's, it's the one that tells you which cursor you're, you're using. Uh, on mine, what does it say? Start word. It says. Now you must be in the main document in order to read this feature. That's helpful. Line one, column one, it says. Okay. Alt delete says. Oh, you're right. PC cursor active. My goodness. Yeah, it does, it, insert delete does work. An alt delete works. Um... Tells you the active cursor. I used to use um, Alt-Delete in Notepad to get me line and column numbers. But anyway, we're, we're going off track. Yes, Insert-Delete is the one, and I've learned something new today as well. Okay, well, um, thanks for all of those questions, and there'll be time for a few more questions later on. Um, in my excitement to talk about status cells, and, and I've now understood why I got lost, in my excitement talking about status cells, I forgot to tell you how to set your braille grade, which I was actually going to do before I talked about status cells, but never mind, uh, we'll do it now. Um, you're going to be very familiar with setting centre by the end of this session, um, and because we've already talked about setting centre, it won't take long to cover this very quickly. Uh, so I'll do another insert six to bring up setting centre. JAWS window, JAWS setting centre. Again, you don't need to be in the default file to do this, but I will go to the default file because it's a bit neater. JAWS settings center default all applications. And I'll tab to the tree view. Zero user closed. And I'll press B for Braille. Braille closed. And right arrow to open. Braille open six item. And down arrow once to general. One general closed. One of six. Braille. Now there's a trick with this. Uh, setting center. Um, sometimes space barring through the tree view and all this sort of thing can be a bit of a pain. Um, the way that the setting center is laid out visually is it's a bit like an HTML help system and it's divided into two parts with the tree view on the left hand side of the window I think or possibly in the upper part of the window and normal dialog box controls on what I think is the right hand side but possibly the bottom half of the window. And like HTML help, you can navigate between the dialog controls and the tree view with F6, which is a Windows keystroke, although you wouldn't think it to move between different panes of a window. So if I press F6 now that I'm on general, general translation language English United Kingdom 14 of 52 Alt plus a. I'll get to something that resembles if anybody remembers the JAWS configuration manager from years gone by it resembles the configuration manager at this point and I've got combo boxes and list boxes and check boxes um, unlike this this tree view so I can tab through this I can shift tab I can up and down and this is where you would change your braille grade and your braille code um, it's quite important to point out at this point that a little bit counterintuitively, UEB doesn't have its own option in this list. If I go up and down a little bit, Dutch Netherlands, Dutch Belgium, Danish Denmark. Eleven. Okay, I'll go down. Dutch Belgium, Dutch Netherlands, English United Kingdom, English United States, Estonia, Estonia, Farsi, Iran. Seven. So there's no such thing. If I press U, 
I won't get anything. There's nothing beginning with U. UEB is actually just within the standard list of Braille tables for a particular country. So if I go back up to English UK, Estonian, English United States, English United Kingdom, 14 of and I tab once. Translation output U.K. English grade one two of five alt plus O. Notice that there's five options, so I can down arrow now. U.K. English grade two unified English Braille grade one unified English Braille grade two five of five. Okay, so that's where UEB is if you wanted to switch Braille code and, and Braille grade. Don't look for UEB in the language, you won't find it. Set it to English UK or indeed English US and UEB will appear in that list. Bear in mind this is the output. If you were using JAWS Braille in, you would also need to tab once more. Translation input, unified English Braille grade two. And two actually, that, that's great. It's um, because the, the output table's set to UEB, the input table's gone and married it, which is great, but it, it may not have done. So it's worth double checking. There's one more thing I want to look at while I'm in this dialog box before we, uh, we come out of it and talk about something more exciting, namely computer Braille. If you're reading BRF files, and we covered this in an earlier session, you'll want to be in computer Braille so that you can read the BRF file properly. Um, US computer Braille is very important. If you if you shift tab and have a look at the tables that are in English UK, computer Braille, one five. the first one says computer Braille. If you're set to English UK, please don't use English UK computer Braille unless you actually want to use English UK computer Braille. If you try and read a BRF file with that particular computer Braille table, you'll come unstuck. Um, the way to do it is to go back to um, language. English United the language, English United States, 15 of move down to English US, Translation output, computer Braille, one of five. and then set it to computer Braille at that point. Uh, and then we're using the US computer Braille table rather than the UK computer Braille table. One more setting uh, is the the prevalence of 8 dot versus 6 dot. Notice that actually there's no option at this point for whether we want 8 dot braille or 6 dot braille. Um, there isn't, in some screen readers, you have to select 6 dot computer braille or 8 dot computer braille. In JAWS, this is a checkbox a little bit further along. If I keep tabbing, translation input, translation computer braille tables dot dot dot. Alt. We won't worry with that too much. Braille mode, structure, panning user pan mode, automatic panning pan text by paragraph, panning auto pan mode, automatic panning auto advance maximum, panning braille presentation, panning reverse panning but active cursor follow, braille cursor follows active, display text in 8 dot braille mode, alt plus 8. And that's the checkbox that we want, display text in 8 dot braille mode. If if your BRF files are not displaying correctly, then uh, uncheck this box. It's checked by default. If you press the space bar to uncheck it, that will revert it to six dot computer braille and you'll be away and you'll be able to read it without the annoying dot sevens popping up every time there is a capital letter of which there are many in some BRF files. While we're in Configuration Manager, or, or Setting Center as it's now called, um, there are a couple of, of checkboxes which I sort of um, scrolled past in my haste to show you the 8-dot Braille checkbox, which I want to go back and have a look at. So if I shift-tab up this list... Braille cursor follow, active cursor follows, Braille display, padding, reverse padding buttons, alt plus P. That's the first one that I want to talk about, and... Um, Reversing panning buttons. This is a feature that some people really like and some people really don't. It's off by default. You can turn it on by checking that box. But basically, if you're using a braille display, JAWS will assign one of those buttons to be the right panning button and one of those buttons to be the left panning button. On a Brilliant BI40X, which is one I happen to use, it's the inner thumb keys. The, the, the inner thumb key on the right is the right panning button and the inner thumb key on the left is the left panning button. And by default, if I press the inner thumb key on the right, it moves the braille display to the next section of text. And if I press the one on the left, it moves to the previous section of text. And that's all very logical. Some uh, very fast braille readers, very advanced braille readers, who are used to the idea of um, panning the braille display with the hand that returns to the start of the line. So rather than rather than pressing the panning button and then moving to the start of the line, some people prefer to move to the start of the line and then press the panning button. And in that case, they might want that reversed so that the panning button on the left-hand side moves to the next portion of text and the panning button on the right-hand side moves to the previous portion of text. That checkbox that we've just seen, um, reverse, panning, reverse buttons. panning buttons, 
if you check that, will do exactly that. It will reverse those panning buttons so that it, 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 they're, they're the right way around for some uh, long-time Braille display users. There are a few very important caveats with this, though. The most important one being it only works with the panning buttons that JAWS defines as a panning button. And so, for example, if I do keyboard help um. uh, with insert one and I press the right outermost thumb key... Braille T4, move the Braille cursor down and display the next line of text. Right, okay. So that's talking. Braille T1, move the Braille cursor up and display the prior line that's of text. The, that's the thumb key on the left. If I press the innermost thumb key on the right, however, it's not talking. It's moving the Braille display, but it's not talking. So those that's how we know that it's a panning button. Braille T4, the, the rightmost thumb key... That's talking. That's not what Jaws would call a panning button. That's just that just happens to be assigned to a key to a command that pans down. So you can reverse the panning buttons, and that will reverse the the one that the Jaws panning buttons. But if you also want to reverse the arrow keys or you know things like that, you'll actually have to go into Keyboard Manager and do that yourself. Uh, th that checkbox will not work with with that particular. Um, you know, working with Keyboard Manager. If there's time at the end of the session, I'll go through how to do that. But um, I think it might be a little bit beyond this session of how to do that. But it's in the Keyboard Manager, and you'll need to do that probably in the default key map so that it works for all applications. The other checkbox that I wanted to draw your attention to is a few um, a few shift tabs back. Shift plus tab. Well, Keyboard Help's on, so we'll turn Keyboard off. Help off first. Panning Braille presentation, panning auto advance Mac, panning auto pan mode, panning pan text by paragraph, alt plus P. Pan text by paragraph is one of these interesting checkboxes which nobody quite knows what it does and so nobody bothers checking it and then everybody complains that their Braille display doesn't work quite right. Um, basically, the way that Braille displays work in JAWS by default is that one line of text corresponds directly with one line of braille or possibly two lines of braille or possibly three lines of braille but the point is that the line of braille cannot cross two lines of text so if i go to the word document where this handout is jaws, zoom jaws and braille dot, dot, word, page three page three jaws, okay reversing panning and i'm on reversing panning buttons if i down arrow from here by default the right or down panning button will move the display to the right whilst the left or so it finishes at or. So if I pan through this, by default, the right or down, you know, blah, 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 to the right, whilst the left or. And the, the Braille has, has stopped at the end of that line with about half of the Braille display left to go. And it's very annoying. Um, why has it stopped at the end of that line? You know, why couldn't it just carry on to the next line? A panning button will move the display to the left with pan you know, I it's it makes no sense. There are various reasons why actually you will want JAWS to behave in this way, especially if you're working in plain text documents where paragraph boundaries are perhaps not always the easiest to find. Um, but in things like Microsoft Word documents, this can be very annoying. So let's go back to settings Jaws center. Settings center default all applications. Pan text by paragraph. This pan text by paragraph fixes this problem. This is the, the, the checkbox that very counterintuitively allows JAWS to uh, for, for a Braille line to span over two lines of text. So if you check this box and then go back into Microsoft Word, what you'll find at that point is that um, where it previously would break at the end of a line and there's half of a line, it will no, no longer do that. It will just carry on onto the next line until it encounters what JAWS imagines to be a paragraph. So if you up and down arrow, control up and down arrow through something, and, and it starts a new paragraph. That's what JAWS will define as a new paragraph for the purposes of Braille. Notice in Word that Shift-Enter uh, to do a, a, a line break without a paragraph break is not a paragraph. And therefore, if you've got documents that have been Shift-Entered, this checking this box will really, really mess up the way that those documents have been done. So th there are reasons why you will want to be a bit judicious with your use of this, and you, you might want to turn it off in some cases. But in the vast majority of cases, I've actually got it set up by default. Uh, on, on mine, I've got it set up so that Paragraph is on by default in Word and off everywhere else, and that seems to work well for me. Um, but to me, it's a very useful checkbox and not one that people talk about very often. 
I'm just conscious of the time. Um, the last thing I wanted to cover in this session was um, the Braille in mode of JAWS, which works with certain Braille displays. It works with the focus and it, it also works with the Brilliant and it, I'm sure it works with others. Sadly, it doesn't work with the Orbit as far as I can tell. Um, but this, first of all, allows you to Braille in, uh, you know, you can you can write in grade two and it will convert it on the fly into text. So if I was to open a blank Word Run. document, document to word. Words. and I'll, um, in fact, you know what, I'll set to both characters and words and I'll type. Dot six, M, Y, my, dot five, N, name. So notice that it translated dot five N into name straight away. I, S, is, dot six, M, A, T. T-H-E sign, W, low D, Matthew period. And so all of that, I'm just typing on my Braille keyboard and all of that translation, JAWS is, is making that translation happening uh, happen and putting all of the text into Microsoft Word. The power of it, though, if your Braille display supports it, and um, not many Braille displays do, and it's done slightly differently on different displays, I'm going to talk about the Brilliant because the Brilliant is what I know. The focus because uh, I know there's a couple of focus users here. The focus uses slightly different keys, so you need to be a little bit careful. But what you can do is emulate modifier keys. So, for example, by pressing a certain key on the Braille display, I can hold the control key down, and then I can press another key. So, like, for example, control A will select all. The way that this works, and this is consistent across Braille displays, is to press space and dot eight, or space and enter, at the same time in conjunction with another key. So on the Brilliant, the control key is dot three. So if I want to lock the control key, I do space and dot eight and dot three at the same time. So I'll do that now. In fact, I won't do that just yet. I'll um, space. I'll turn keyboard help on because that'll give you a better idea of what's going on. So if I type dot one now, a. it just says A. If I type space and dot eight and dot three at the same time, Nothing happens, but if I then press dot one, control plus A selects the entire document. That's now done a control A for me. If I do space and dot eight and dot two, that will be the alt key. Alt plus A, one of the keys which are accelerators and spell check dialog. Outside spell check may serve okay, as a uh, that's that's quite a lengthy message. And and similarly, um, control uh, uh, space with dot eight and dot one is the Windows key. Windows are. Okay, so that all works. You can combine these together. So, for example, I could do um, space with dot eight and dot three and dot seven. Dot seven on the Brilliant is the shift key. So, space with dot eight, dot three, and dot seven, uh, and say the letter T, which I don't think that command particularly does anything. Shift plus control plus T, remove hanging and dead. Oh, well, apparently it does. Um, but yeah, so that's done a control. Shift T. So this is very powerful. If I, oh, in fact, I'll do this from the keyboard as well. Um, dot five is the insert key. So if I do space and dot uh, eight and dot five, and then do a dot two, which is the computer braille for a one, off. that's turn keyboard help off. And now, for example, I can do space with dot eight and dot one, and then R. Run, type the name of a program. Okay, Older, and now I can type N-O-T-E-P-A-D on the Braille display and press enter. Untitled notepad. And I'm in Braille. notepad and I can type some text. Um, so I've typed some text. And now if I want to do the function keys I on the Brilliant, and I stress on the Brilliant, the focus is slightly different. Um, on the Brilliant, you do a dot four. So space with dot uh, eight and dot four will will type an F key and then if I want to do say F4 I do the letter D if I want to do F5 I do a letter E if I want to do F8 do a letter H and so on and if I want to do F12 I do the letter L um, so that's how that works and using this same principle if I do space with dot eight and dot two and dot four this is getting very complicated isn't it um, I should have held down the alt key and triggered function key mode to then do a letter D for F4 Notepad. Do you want to save changes to untitled? Save and that's alt done an Alt F4. And I can now press the letter N on the on the Braille keyboard. Document two words. And that's closed my Notepad window. And I'll just see what the time is. And I'll do that by using the the uh, Jaws key, which is 
0.5. So space with dots 8, 5, and 4, and the letter L. 2023. Tells me it's 2023. So we've got seven minutes for questions. I realise that was a very quick overview of what can be done. Uh, this is kind of the way the L Braille works, uh, but I just I just wanted to give people a flavour of that, and particularly on the Brilliant, because I don't think it's very well known that the Brilliant has that functionality. So I'll turn it over for questions. Thank you once again, Matthew. A um, bit of time left for questions now. Once again, if you'd like to raise your hand, you can do so by pressing Alt Y on Windows, Option Y on Mac, Star 9 on a telephone, or if you're using the Zoom app, press the More button, then the Raise Hand button. And we're going to come to Marsha first, and then we're going to come to Theo. Uh, Marsha, you are Oh, we're playing battle with the mute button there. Sorry, uh, you're, uh, you're, am, am I unmuted? You're unmuted now. Great to have you. Okay. Um, I was going to give you a little tidbit that I found uh, because I keep my uh, Braille display contracted with both input and output. But if you want to turn your translator on and off, it's chord G plus the dot seven key all pressed at the same time turns on and off your translation when you're getting into a an already translated file yeah that's very helpful thank you interestingly i think that's one of the commands that is a bit different depending on which braille display you're using because that's not actually working for me but there is an equivalent um I'm just looking at what yeah, it is now. But that, but that is the JAWS command for that. Yeah. Um, it, as I say, for some reason, it isn't, it isn't working for me. But yes, I have seen that command written down somewhere and that I've definitely got a command somewhere that makes that work. So possibly I've adjusted my key map and, and that's not working. But it is a handy command to know about. I agree. Thanks for that, Marsha. Always, always nice to get tips as well. We talk about questions, but um, it's one of the nice things about these masterclasses. Uh, people come along with their own tips as well. So we're going to come to Theo. No other hands after Theo so far. Although, Kowal, I know that you had uh, another question in the chat. That is um, uh, a fairly involved question. Uh, question so if you want to raise your hands to ask that yourself feel free uh, but we're going to come to Theo and then after Theo we're going to come to Tracy who has just raised her hand uh, but for now Theo you're good to go thank you so I'm going to get a new brilliant soon about uh, the brilliant 40 axis and I'm, I'm just wondering because I know lots of people have old brilliant devices I'm, I'm, I'm wondering is the layout of the keys diff different to how different to how it was on previous devices because I know there are a lot of people who could help me learn the commands based on the previous device but I'm just wondering if there are any keys in different locations on the on the new brilliant no it's a very good question the, 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 the new brilliant actually looks quite different to the old brilliant in terms of it's made of plastic and one thing or another and so it doesn't look too much like the old brilliant but actually when you look at the keyboard uh the keyboard is basically exactly the same apart from some better space bars and the only extra key to worry about is the home button in the middle um all the thumb keys are the same and all of okay. the commands like all of that uh braille input stuff and, and emulating modifier keys that i was just talking about all of that works the same on the older brilliant yeah. and on the newer one Thank you, because that's exciting, because I'm going to get, it's the first time brilliant I've got, and I'm going to get it to use it for schoolwork, hopefully, next school year. And I have one other question, which is, I know that the Focus has different commands to the Brilliant and Orbit Reader, but I'm, but I'm just wondering, are there any other Braille displays that have a completely new set of commands, or is it just there's one for Freedom Scientific and one for other companies? No, it's very confusing, and, and this, when, you might know something about the human interface device standard for Braille displays, and one of the big problems you had when you wrote the HID standard was every Braille display is different. I mean, they're all fundamentally the same, they've all got panning keys and cells, right? But the, the focus has got nav rockers and uh, panning buttons and uh, and all sorts of things compared to the brilliance rather measly four thumb keys and and three control keys and the orbit readers you know set of arrow buttons and uh, and no cursor routing buttons and so there's just so much difference in terms of how these braille displays are made that I don't think anybody's managed to come up with a universal set of commands that just works everywhere. So I see what you mean. The, the, the drive, really yeah. There's also 
a disparity between the commands that you want to work in JAWS and the commands that you want to work on the Braille display itself. So for example, in the Orbit driver, the Orbit driver is set up by default so that the Orbit reader with JAWS works the same way or as, as close as we can get it to the Orbit reader in standalone in, in note taker mode. But those commands in note taker mode are not quite the same as the commands that you might find on another note taker. So therefore, do you want the, the Braille commands in JAWS to replicate the Orbit commands or do you want it to replicate every other Braille display? And nobody's really quite got to the bottom of the answer to that question. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Theo. Sorry for chivying everyone along a little bit. Uh, so we're going to come to uh, Tracy next. And uh, if we have time after Tracy, uh, we'll go to Teresa uh, once again. But Tracy, uh, Tracy, yes, sorry, you are unmuted. In, in the UK, um, is there a variety of, uh, overall a variety of different Braille displays or is there one that's pre prevalent that blind people use? I'm just curious. That's, that's a bit like how long is a piece of string. Um, so, and it's, it's a bit complicated. There is a variety of Braille displays if you can get them funded. Um, but the, the people who distribute Braille displays uh, you know, people like Sight and Sound and Humanware are quite well known to the university market and to the what we would call access to work. I'm not sure what the equivalent is where you are, but um, things like that. So if you wanted something other than a Focus or a Brilliant, you could certainly get it. The, the Handy Tech displays are quite, well, relatively common. The the Alva BC6 was common for a while. Um, the... the, the um, Vario Ultra, for example, you could certainly get it, but you'd have to work a lot harder to get it because the people who supply it might not be on the approved list of suppliers and the displays are a lot more expensive. So then the assessor says, well, why do you need a three grand display when a two grand display would do just as well? And so, yeah, it's possible to get them, but that not all that common, I wouldn't what have What about thought. the Orbit? Oh, the Orbit's very common. Um, RNIB uh, and Orbit have a very good relationship, which means there are lots of Orbits around in the UK. That's by far, I think, the most common Braille display now, I would say, certainly amongst sort of entry-level Braille users. Thank you for that, Tracy. Uh, we've got we've got uh, Mike with his hand up, and we haven't heard from Mike before, uh, Mike Moat. So we'll, we'll just squeeze you in really quickly, Mike, and then after that, I will hand over, Dave, hand over to Dave to wrap things up. Uh, Mike, you are good to go. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, so the quick question I had was, is there a way, because uh, I have two Braille displays, and sometimes I like to use one just to keep practice with doing the braille i have a mantis and also have a q braille and sometimes i just want to use one over the other is there a way to have different jaws profiles or something like that where you can set it up so that one would be married to one braille display and one would be married to the other sort of and sort of not um so some jaw it's very complicated under the hood actually some jaws settings are stored uh, globally like for all braille displays and some jaws settings without you even wanting them to are stored according to the braille display so for example the status cell settings are actually whether you want them to to be or not they are always assigned to the active braille display and not any other so if you wanted to turn status cells off for both braille displays you'd have to go and do that separately for each display because of the way JAWS handles it. Um, I can't remember what setting goes into which um, category. And I think um, if you had a setup where you wanted a, a Braille profile, I think you'd be looking at copying and pasting configuration files and things like that. I don't think it's really above and beyond what JAWS already does. I don't think that's possible, sadly, no. Thank you for that, though, Mike. Great question. And if you uh, maybe want a bit more feedback on that, definitely pop along to our Braille bar uh, next week. I, I just wanted to address one of Kowal's questions because it's a very, very quick one and it's a very good one and the answer is very simple. Unfortunately, using the Orbit Reader, I haven't found a way of being able to emulate the modifier keys like I did on the Focus or the Brilliant. It, it does seem to be quite limited in terms of what Braille displays you can do it on. And sadly, you don't seem to be able to do it on the Orbit. Thank you for that, Matthew. And uh, let's hand back over to Dave to wrap things up. Thank you very much, Matthew, for uh, an informative session. Some great questions, some great 
comments and uh, and suggestions. Uh, I'm certainly going to be trying that um, JAWS command to turn the um, Braille translator uh, on on and off. So uh, so that's a, that's a great tip. Thank you very much uh, for sharing. Thank you, Ben, uh, for your help with the moderation this evening. Very much appreciate that. That's it for tonight. Uh, from myself, Dave Williams, and the rest of the Brailless Foundation team, bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Brailcast Extra. You can find more Braille-related content by subscribing to Brailcast, all one word, in your podcast client of choice, or listening to Brailcast, connecting the dots for Brailleists everywhere on your smart speaker. For the latest information about future Brailleist events and how to join live, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter at brailleists.org slash newsletter slash sign up. You can also visit our events page at brailleists.org slash events. If you have comments on this recording or suggestions of topics or guests for future events, we'd love to hear from you. Please email help at brailleists.org. You can also find the Brailleists on Twitter at Brailleists or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Foundation. Finally, if you like what you've heard, spread the word. We welcome new listeners and live participants alike, so if you know other people who are interested in Braille, please tell them where to find us. In the meantime, on behalf of everyone at the Brailleists, thanks for listening and bye for now. The costs of producing this episode were defrayed by a grant from the Activate Fund of the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust. For more information, visit wcmt.org.uk.